I'm Fraukagalia, and this is An Aromatic Life. I've got a really fun episode for you today. We're going to move away from rational thinking, and we're going to explore a more creative space today. This episode is all about using your intuition, tapping into feeling, and connecting with your body. So I recently sat down with my friend and perfumer, Yosh Han, to talk about a topic that you may or may not be familiar with, and that's vibrational perfumery. Yosh specializes in this field and actually has a line of perfumes under the brand Yosh that are designed with principles of chakra, energy, and numerology in mind. Each perfume aims to activate the olfactive and intuitive senses. We talk about a lot of things, including what it means to use your intuition and how to activate it using your sense of smell. And she'll share how she approaches vibrational perfumery in her work to amplify a person's intention and to help shift their energy. If you're the kind of person who loves the emotional and energetic aspects of scent and smelling, you're gonna love this episode. So let's get started. Enjoy my conversation with Yosh Han. Hey, Yosh. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here on An Aromatic Life. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So you know this podcast is all about our sense of smell. So I wanted to start with a statement that you have on your website where you say, I smell, therefore I am. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What are you trying to say sure. with that statement? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think it's just a play on the phrase, I think, therefore I am. I think <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's Shakespeare. But, you know, people forget that in order to exist, in order to be alive, it's, it, you have to breathe. And so without the breath, without our sense of smell, we're, we're essentially zombies and there's, we're just unalive. So I think most people forget that our olfactive sense, as far as all six of our senses, and I include our intuition as part of um, the necessary senses, most people live on the five senses. But if you really consider what's going on as a spiritual being having a human experience, the, the primary sense is the sense of smell. And without that, you literally cannot exist. You literally do not exist. So I think if more people understood, I smell, therefore I am, they would have a different kind of appreciation for um, how we navigate the world. I think right now, due to COVID, having a loss of smell as a direct result of one of the side effects of having this sickness is that you lose your sense of smell. And so immediately that comes back to, oh my God, there's something perhaps fatally wrong with me. I'm, I can't smell. And so when you consider, you know, uh, in terms of like the energy of, of what's going on, if you can't smell, there's something, you know, physically going on with you. Right. And so I, I love that statement because when you say I smell, therefore I am, you're literally breathing life. You're breathing um, your, your, yourself into existence. Um, and that's what it means for me. And when you also consider, well, what are we smelling in the perfume world? Often the ingredients are the essential oils of botanicals. And that's the essence 
of the plant material that we're smelling and perfumery, right? So it's the chi, it's the, the, it's the um, prana of, of, of those botanical materials. And so when we smell um, fragrant materials, we are also in essence having a synergetic conversation, synergetic experience with that thing that we're smelling. So when we smell, we are right? That's the communication. That's the communion that we're having with ourselves. Right. And then energetically with whatever else exchange. So whether it's a plant material or human to human, when we breathe each other in, that's what it means to have that intimacy. You know, it doesn't have to be sexual. It could just be that connection that you have with someone. So literally without smelling, then, then you just are in an inanimate object. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Thank you for, it's a really interesting statement and there's a lot to that. We could probably have a whole conversation about that. Um, but yeah. I think it's a, it's a really nice summary. Thank you. And it's a great way to start um, because we do want to talk about intuition more and vibrational perfumery. Cause that's our subject today, but I thought maybe we could start just briefly at the beginning and have the listeners get to know you a little bit better. Yosh, I think many will know you for sure, but many will be hearing about you for the first time. So um, there are many things you are. You're a perfumer. You're a super taster. You're a sommelier. You're a Reiki instructor, an intuitive clairvoyant. Uh, you're a scuba instructor. You're a sailor. You're a swimmer. <laughs> Am I missing any things? You're so many things. So I guess where did it all start for you? What was your journey kind of that led you to explore all these different things? Just briefly. Yeah. Like go ahead. To, to me, to me, they're all the same, really. Interesting. They're just, okay. they're expressions of that, that energy flow, that creative flow, right? So going back to, I smell, therefore I am. It's the energy of, it's the energy of Yosh. My business name is called uh, De Yosh, right? So right. water of Yosh. So, so everything that I do encompasses this, this vitality of how do we express that energetic flow? Well, I express that energetic flow creatively through the perfumery. How do I experience that in sports? I'm connected to the wind. I'm connected to the water. That's the, that's the world's literally physicality of, of energetic flow through the wind and through the water. Right. And Mm -hmm. so then if you just take away the physicality of smelling products, if you take the physicality away from sailing in the wind, then it's just energy and the energy is intuition. And so that's how, for me, that's the meta theme of, of how I live my life. It's, it's the energy of life. And that's everything else is a subcategory of how I experience the world. Excellent. Excellent. So where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Southern California? Yeah, I grew up in Southern California and then um, spent most of my career building my career in San Francisco. So a Californian through and through. Mm-hmm. I, I have spent some time in Europe and in Asia and in Latin America, but the bulk of my life is in California, let's say. Right. But I would say you're a, a woman of the world, quite honestly. The way you Yeah, tra- I do feel that way. Yeah, and, and my, menta- my my mentality is that way, you know. I mean, partly because my family moved from Taiwan to Japan, from Japan to the states, 
And then, you know, for myself, I've, I've lived, as I said, in so many other places that really home is just wherever I am. Doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm on a boat or it doesn't matter if I'm in a tiny one bedroom studio in Argentina or in Aspen or in Malibu where I've lived it, or in the Netherlands where I've lived. It, it's like, it, it's, it's again, how do you live your life? I'm living my life through that experience of engaging in the world intuitively. So I don't even plan where I move to. I don't, I've never made a plan on, on where I go. It's literally, if the, if the universe says, oh, this is your next spot, this is your next spot. And I really live my life that way. And so even becoming a perfumer was not, not something I dreamed of. I wasn't really into fragrance as a kid. I was lived in Aspen and I was just wandering around looking for a job, basically. And I wandered into the store and there were all these bottles on the wall. And, um, you know, I just kind of, the voices told me to go in. I went in and they were like, who are you? You know, what do you want? And I said, oh, I, this is my new place. And they were like, what? And I said, listen, I don't know. The voices told me to come here. The, the manager thought I was just complete Looney Tunes. The owner, thank God for me, was like an old hippie. And he's like, all right, if you're supposed to be here, show us what you're supposed to do. And it was one of those things. I had been a florist throughout college. And so I already had a language or I already had um, a relationship to plant materials. I At that time, after college, I thought maybe I would study um you know, alternative medicine at the time, it was, you know, still finding its way. People were interested vaguely in acupuncture, herbalism, and I didn't want to go that way. Mm -hmm. Um, At that time, it was also called oriental medicine or Chinese medicine. And then of course, now it's, it's sometimes they call it complementary medicine. And now it's just medicine, you know, so I think that that's very interesting to me. I also knew back then, I didn't really want it to be a uh, to deal with sick people. And so when I learned about aromatherapy versus perfume, I thought, oh, well, I don't really want to be a healer. I'd, I'd rather go into the luxury side of things. And of course, ironically, it's, it's come full circle. My intuitive work is quite healing. I, yes, it's, it's, part of the, it's part of the healing <laughs> arts. So I would say that, you know, my work is, is really the invisible arts, you know, like you can't really see perfume and you can't really see energy and you really can't see the wind so everything that I do is invisible and so that requires a kind of leap of faith and it requires that you have a different frame of mind because most people are terrestrial and most people are visual and so when you consider that um, there's a lot of people who are unseen that have no place to go and so I just provide that environment for people. I just provide safe space for people to experience things in a way. And, you know, also I'm an introvert. And so that's also not as visible, right? So I think it's important for people to understand that. um, And, you know, I'm an Asian American, a marginalized community. And um, and so when when you consider that, that is my true purpose in life is to give space for people to navigate the world that don't necessarily fit into what is perceived as the dominant culture. And um, I think the more I lean into it, the, the more I realize that, you know, there are others like me who want to be more, um, it's not even more visible is not the right word, but just accepted, 
right? right? Like just because I don't mm. fall into your dominant culture and the perfume world is the same. Like, like, you know, lots of people are in body care. Lots of key people are in um, um, hair care, uh, other beauty products and fragrance is always seen as somehow like the bastard child or something like this. But, but really for a lot of people, it's their, like they live for fragrance. There are yes. definitely people who are fragrance obsessed. I'm not, but I appreciate that because that, that supports the industry, you know? So that's, that's really my trajectory is I fell into it because the universe told me to do it. And I developed a talent for it. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I don't know. Some people really um, are really into it. I didn't go to perfume school and I'm not really even a technical perfumer. And I've made, I've managed to find a niche in, 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 in the perfume world that, that allows me to be very creative um, and, and navigate this world in a way that is very holistic and synergistic. And I think since the world has changed, where we're less obsessed with celebrity fragrances or big branded names, you know, because a lot of my work has been to support indie brands too, also less visible, right? right. And so in that, in that finding purpose, it's like I'm the champion of the underdog. And, and because I am that kind of amplifier the universe has provided me access to to live the way to live the life the way I want to and um, I think what's amazing about that is there are others who feel the same way and given the platform people can experience things that are again not the dominant culture and so um, yeah it's 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 an interesting time period to um, to be in this space especially because you know I started my brand back in 2004 so it's 2021 I don't even know how long that is but a long time and um (laughs) the 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 perfume industry has changed so much oh for sure for sure and you're doing such wonderful work with scent festival I just love that work that you're doing there I mean it kind of encompasses everything you were just saying and we won't get Mm -hmm. more into that today but I will provide a link um in the show notes just so people can check it out because I think that's really a wonderful thing that you're doing there and it was thank you for letting me be a part of it last summer in a small way so Mm -hmm. appreciate the work that you're doing I wanted to ask you, you're a professional clairvoyant, right? And I want yes. yes. <laughs> so I wanted to discuss this idea of intuition and the role that smell plays in activating your intuition. So can you explain, first of all, what it means to activate your intuition and what does it mean in terms of smelling? Yeah, uh, you know, I would say that Smelling requires this suspension of rational thinking, right? Because most people need to be linear and they need like it to be tidy chronologically and alphabetically and living in a box, which, oh my God, get me out of there. So (laughs) when you, when you, when you live an intuitive life, you're really tapped into the flow of things. And when you're in nature, you know, when you're really in that vortex of, of energy, whether you're in the jungle, in the ocean, you know, forests, the woods, uh, it doesn't matter. There is order to that seeming chaos. There is order, natural order, the way universe intended. There's natural gravity, natural flow. When you look at the mountains and you look at the rivers, you look at the delta, there's a natural um, way things flow. And when you tap into it, 
and you're in that flow, you, you start to recognize the patterning. And so how you activate that is, again, when you breathe in the essence of whatever it is that's happening, you, you activate that by um, shifting your mindset from that rational linear thinking to that emotional creative space. And because when you're smelling, especially botanicals, you're tapping into plant intelligence. And also it doesn't matter, you know, if, you know, I'm a hybrid mixed media perfumer, I, I use um, especially sustainable products. And sometimes synthetics are the more sustainable product in, right. in making perfumery, right? So, so um, when you tap, when you, when you smell things, you activate that space in your brain and your body to say, I am doing something different now. I'm switching off um, that intelligent judging um, brain space and going into feeling space. So you go from analytical, analyzing everything to experiencing feeling. So if you understand chakras, you're literally moving from your sixth chakra into um, your second chakra. You're, you're dropping into your body because of course, when you think about that first sentence, I smell, therefore I am, it's a, it's a body experience rather than an intellectual experience. And when you consider that when you smell things, it, it tells your brain, I can relax my mind and I can enjoy the physicality, the pleasure, the sensuality of, of the joy of being in the physical body. And so that's why when you activate your, with your sense of smell, you're connected to your emotions. We already know science proves that, that you know, um, olfaction and emotions are so intricately tied together. Yes. And so when you, when you allow that to happen, you just shift your brain space, you shift it into, um, you know, you, you don't have to um, think about what's going on, or you don't have to understand what's going on. And, and you just enjoy the experience. And when you consider like how complicated making a perfume is, you don't want to dissect in your brain, oh, well, what is this lavender and sandalwood doing mixed together? You, you don't have to dissect it. You just enjoy it. You just That's enjoy right. whatever perfume story is given to you in whatever packaging element, right? So I think that's the other aspect is most people, even when they think about, oh, you're a perfumer and, and they, they've somehow imagined me sitting in a shop with scent strips attacking you. Oh yeah, I want you to smell this. No, I'm not a shop girl with, with scent strips passing out perfume that's not actually right right do. right you know? oh um, so so that's like the brain saying oh let me put you in a box let me try to understand what's going on right versus oh no I work in olfaction some it's not visible right it's it's especially a lot of the artistic work that I do um in that doesn't belong in a store it belongs in an art gallery that it's an actual experience um when you take that part away, the commercial, the commodity away, and it becomes a true experience, that's when you're really activated um, in that space. And then, of course, you can get into intentionally using scent um, more as aromacology or aromatherapy, where you're activating a meditative space, where you're activating um, intentionally, well, I'm going to use plant medicine to activate my um, uh, heart space, my heart chakra, using rose oil because it has high frequency to soothe whatever, uh, you know, heartache you might have mm -hmm. or using, um, you know, 
um, sandalwood to ground or using um, citruses to uplift, right? So right. when you activate that part, you're activating also your healing, your self-healing energy. Interesting. Okay. That's really, that's really good. So how does that then tra translate into vibrational perfumery? Yeah. So as I started to talk about rose having a high frequency, that's what it means, right? It's the vibration of the plant medicine. It's the vibration of plant intelligence. And when you overlay it with uh, emotional trauma, let's say somebody's a space cadet, they're just not in their body and they're just, you know, out to lunch all the time. They're not in their body, literally. So you, you, you not treat them necessarily, but if you can bring them back into the body using grounding fragrances, it could be pepper, it could be any of the wood notes, anything physical versus if somebody is really depressed, you want to give them uplifting, stimulating fragrances. And so I use vibrational perfumery because I'm not a natural perfumer and I'm not an aromatherapist. And there are other people such as yourself or um, Isha Lee, who does um, vibrational aromatherapy, you know, and soul work with smells, that's, that's slightly different because, you know, my method has always been mixed media. And so you can take gardenia, for example, which doesn't exist. Uh, it exists in nature in its flower, but there's right. no essence of gardenia that's natural, but there's synthetic gardenia. And every person who smells gardenia, you can see it in their face they just instantly go into that romantic ooh ah it's so narcotic right yeah. and and when when you when you take the vibration of gardenia it's a vibration of luxury of of pleasure of um you know you really when you smell gardenias there's there's that feeling of luxury because it seems so um what's the word, uh, like, you know, if you see it in spas and in, in fancy resorts, and it seems so luxurious to cut the, the blossom and float it in water. And when you see that in a, in a beautiful interior setting, you're just like, oh, this feels so nice. And it feels so, um, so yeah, rich it's and special. Like you're worthy rich. of it, you know? Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that's the vibration of gardenia versus like, you know, maybe we've all been society like trained into thinking, oh, there's lavender. I'm going to immediately fall asleep. When in fact, we know there are certain lavenders that don't put you to sleep, that they're exactly. very like stimulating. Yeah, yeah. But we've been conditioned. Or yep, we think yep. of, um, you know, if we smell citrus, it's clean somehow. Um, so, but there are vibrational aspects to citrus, you know, like I think of this is what happens when I teach. And this is really the definition of how I view vibrational perfumery is uh, basically you look at a person and the top notes, middle notes, base notes, it relates to the tree and it relates to the person. If something is lives at the top of the tree, the fruits, the leaves, you know, if you have to look up, yes. it's stimulating probably. If, if something grows waist high, it's probably a metal note and it's probably harmonic and probably balancing like a lot of the florals, a lot of the, because their flowers grow on bushes yep. and versus anything that grows close to the ground, the herb notes, the wood notes, the nuts, the seeds, uh, you know, they grow close to the earth and you look down and they're grounding they're, they're, the vibration is earthy, right? So in vibrational perfumery, when you're making a blend for someone, whether it's a commercial 
um, you know, both mixed media blend or natural blend, you consider the whole person, the synergy of who they are and what their intention is. Oh, my intention is I just got divorced and I'm ready to start dating. Okay, so the vibration is openness. The vibration is romance. And then you can start there and 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 bring the smells into um, connect with that person's intention. And so that's how I design fragrances, um, both for myself, for my brand, for customers, and in all the um, consulting works that I do, it's the same. I look at the holistic intention of the brand and whatever they want to create, whether it's a CBD product, whether it's a you know um, cocktail product, whether it's a body care product, and anything that I do in flavor and fragrance works the same. And I think that's why I more people are gravitating to the type of work that I do is because of that holistic viewpoint and, and the vibrational aspect of my brand means this. I want a product that emulates that. I want a product that communicates that vibe. I mean, that's right. really what it is, right? Like, like, like vibe check. Like all the young kids love to say, oh yeah, how, do they pass the vibe check? No, that's what it means. Like, is the energy actually commingling or is it chaotic, not working and it's, you know, resisting? Because right. as we know, it smells, that cacophony is, is you feel it. You, not only do you smell it, you feel it. And in some cases, depending on who you are, um, and again, this is how I, how I teach is how you communicate something tells me how you navigate the world. So if something smells loud, uh, that, that tells me they're auditory and that's a different kind of vibration, right? Because oh. sound, light are all vibrations, right? So to me, when someone says, I, I don't want something loud smelling, I want something soft smelling. So, so that, that vibration, sound wise, they want to mimic that smell rise right? Versus, oh, that smells scratchy to me. That tells me they're tactile. And so that tells me, okay, so something is scratchy. So, so something is sharp and edgy. Maybe there's too many spice notes or maybe um, too many um, aldehydes. Something um, irritating. Some aldehydes. Yeah, yeah. Irritating. Exactly. Exactly. Or metallic, right? So again, that's the, that's the vibe check. And so when you think about it, most people our vibrational perfumers, they're just not connected to it. They're just not thinking that way, right? Because right. they think it sounds new agey or, or whatever they think, but, but, but everything is vibrational. And so if, so like, so like if, if you actually, this is the thing is so many people are unconscious and that's why I say, well, let's activate your intuition. Cause when you activate it, then you realize, oh, everything is vibrational. Then you have a deeper connection, you see. So, um, I, I do think that that's where the industry is going because that's where society is going. You know, we're having a, a great awakening. We certainly are. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you were talking in 
put so many things into a box. We give so many things labels. And at the end of the day, a lot of us are trying to do the same thing. We just we just, we're just calling it different things, right? Because yes. as an aromatherapist, I'm thinking a lot about vibrancy all the time. I want to make sure that I'm working with vibrant oils. And I guess mm-hmm. that kind of works as a vibrational tool in a way, right? Oh, absolutely. Because if you have citrus oils that have gone off, they've yeah. lost their vibrancy. They're literally dead. They don't, they've, they've lost their efficacy. Yes. And so you wouldn't, you wouldn't recommend um, a citrus oil that's gone off because it's going to make someone ill. I mean, exactly. you know, not necessarily, but, but, but like this, or if, um, I don't know, like, like some of the oils, if they've been processed with like a hexane it, it, or this, like some heavy chemicals, you can smell that, that, um, the, 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 um, extraction method, right? Well, and even so, the adulteration, think about all the adulteration. adulteration. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, exactly. That's a huge problem. And so, yeah. Yes. Yes. So if you're an actual organic, natural aromatherapist who needs high quality oils, especially if you're going to recommend ingestion, which I, I don't personally, but right. I know there's <laughs> lots of brands that are talking about uh, ingesting oil yeah, yeah. that better be effing super organic and clear and free of anything that is not supposed to be in there. And right? I hope so, that they're um, trained to use them internally. Yeah. 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 So, so that's it. Exactly. Like I'm a fan of hydrosol because it's already in water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so to me, that's different. I love hydrosols on my cocktails. I love hydrosols in food, but you know, I've experimented and I've had like really nasty reactions from one, not knowing how to use it properly and being misled or misguided. And you're like, whoa, that, that person really shouldn't be teaching that way. Cause that's not, that's not good for me. And so I think it's, that's also the vibrational aspect is, you know, a lot of, I mean, I do a, applied kinesiology on myself and I like I recently literally had an allergic reaction to some probiotics of all things and I can still do a body check on me and say oh okay it's still not vibing with me I literally put it against my check and I did a breath test and I couldn't breathe and so I was like oh I'm still allergic to it I I have to just throw whatever this $50 away and um, you know because it literally made me sick and wow. so that's part of the, vib- the vibrational aspect of it is you don't, you not, especially if you're trying to work in the healing space, you want someone to thrive, right? Especially if they're having survival issues, whether it's an al- allergy, headache, migraine, um, corona, depression, anything that you, you know, trying to move energy, the vibration is important because you're asking someone's journey to go from X place to another place right and that vibration is a literal like it could be measured your 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 energy can if you you know plug in you can see okay uh you're feeling depressed you're not feeling good about yourself here hold this rose bottle of rose oil in your hand your energy will change um if you're depressed and you hold citrus in your hand your your energy uh should levels should shift if you if you recommend someone who's depressed base notes, uh, you'll see that their energy might go down. And so you can really start to see vibrationally that there's a strong like correlation. You can just see the numbers, you know, like, you know, lots of people say numbers don't lie. And that's true with vibrational perfumery. You want to hook yourself up and measure your, your, measure your energy output. You can do that. 
right? I mean, right. I love the I love the experiment by um, that uh, Japanese scientist Emoto with the water. Right? Oh yeah, that's all that's all vibrational. You know, when you when you talk to a glass of water, our whole bodies are made up of water, and you say I hate myself versus I love myself, that changes your vibration. And so if you can do that energetically with your affirmations and then you couple it, you activate it with, with smells that support that intention, it's, it's amplified. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, it's just like amazing how you can amplify whatever intention to shift that energy. So, so what you talked about, the vibrancy, you know, smells are very powerful tools right? That literally can change your mood. It can change how you see things, how you experience things. Um, so it, it can help yeah. with sleep. Um, so all of that. No, it's, it's so true. It's so true. Well, let me um, finish off because you've, you've been so generous with your time. I always like to ask my guests a few questions at the end. So are you yeah. ready for the questions? Sure. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite smell right now? What is my favorite smell right now? That's a good question. Um, I've been working on several projects with um, salt. With salt? Uh, part, partly because, yeah, partly because I'm also at sea quite a lot. And so mm-hmm. it's this like, um, what's interesting to me is landlubbers view salt a certain way, whereas when you're out in the middle of the ocean, it actually smells quite different, right? So um, salt, you know, desert salt uh, is very different than seaside salt, different than dead sea salt, different than mountain salt. And so I've been kind of obsessed with this saltiness because there's also like seaweed and iodine and really like algae, right? Versus... um, clay rocky mineralic versus desert salt is dry kind of crunchy um, can be sweaty and so when you think about the 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 saltiness of something um, the energy there also changes because of course salt is like you know when you when you especially in nature deep sea it's all about the negative ions and so I've been kind of and salt is so subtle right um as far as taste goes, you know, things can be oversalted very quickly. And if something is undersalted, it tastes, hot, it tastes terrible. It doesn't taste like anything. Yes. And so it's like yeah. the, 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 the umaminess of, of a scent is kind of what I've been uh, obsessed with lately. Wow. Can't wait to smell that one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the second question is, do you have a favorite scent memory? Just, I know you were so kind to be part of my scent tattoo project in the past and I'll, I'll put a link to that memory. But do you have any other smaller scent memory that you'd want to share? I would say, you know, I think um, the smell of, of, of the altar. My, my parents uh, are Buddhist. And so there was always the scent of incense in the home. And so, I, so recently someone told me that they burned a stick of incense that I had given them long ago. And... Um, I'm sure it was like a, a, a very expensive aloes wood from Japan, but, but that smell, um, the, the, the memories of, um, and also that same incense 
oud smell in the Middle East, like those really linger in my brain. So that that smoky, rich, um, not sweet, but but this like powdery, heavenly oud um, scent is really kind of is probably like my it's it's the realization that it's like the one in the same smell, you know. Because when I went to the Middle East, I realized it was the same oud that I experienced in Japan, uh, but and also in, you know, from my parents' incense is that, but it's just a different kind of quality, but right. it's one in the same. So, so I guess like oud really is, is like, or aloes wood, you know, is really in my, in my memory. Nice. Nice. Wonderful. All right. And the last question is, what would you say are five smells that best describe you? The five smells that best describe me, um, you know, it's so funny. Uh, I always go back to a scent that I made for myself, which is ginger chow, which has all my favorite ingredients, which is um, coconut, okay, um, sand, sandalwood, ylang ylang, and uh, that one has a little bit of ginger. And um, I would say that my new, um, I suppose, um, other one that might describe me is the salt. Yeah. So that would be the fifth, I suppose. Yeah. Right. So, um, and like maybe like a jungle floral. A jungle floral. Yeah. You know, jungle florals are like, it's like indolic, like slightly fruity, slightly floral, but, but um, not too much, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm about to go, I'm about to sail to Hawaii and it's like, oh, that the smell of Hawaii. I like, can't wait. It's the scent oh. of plumeria. The the scent of Pua Kenikeni, uh, you know, it's just like very specific. It's not like gardenia and it's not like jasmine. It's the, 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 the champaka in Bali. It's, yes. it's like sweet, floral, powdery, um, you know, um, it's, it's like weirdly fruity. It's not fruity like, like berries or citrusy, but those tropical florals have this like fruitiness, but it's also round and like tonic. Um, nice. Yeah. Look at that. That's a really nice variety that I think sums you up quite nicely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for this. This is quite fun. Yeah, well, can you just, I guess, the, lastly, I just want people who might be interested in learning more about you and your brand. Can you tell listeners where they can find you on social media? And if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, so my brand is called Yosh. And the website is Oda Yosh, like Oda Parfum, but Oda Yosh. So that's E-A-U-D-E-Y-O-S-H. And then the other place you can find me, um, I'm also a creative director at Centrunk. So you can find my um, creative direction there at centrunk.com. And then also I'm the producer of Scent Festival. Yes. Um, and so that's the place where you can find kind of my more producery work where I like to foster um, indie brands. And right now, um, after Black Lives Matter, I did a big push on Black perfumers. And now with um, the anti-Asian um, sentiments, I've decided to amplify Asian noses and perfumery. So that's great. the work that I do. Yes, yeah. Thank you. It's wonderful. I'm going to put everything in the show notes too, so people can connect with you easily right through there. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you so All much right. for coming. 
Yosh, it's always great to talk to you. And I know you're, you're incredibly busy. You're always on the high seas these days. So thank you for stopping by an aromatic life. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, that was great, wasn't it? I always enjoy speaking with Yosh. She brings such creativity and new ways of thinking about perfumery, which I love. Just reflecting on our conversation, because you know I love to do that. I was thinking about how I engage with my essential oils, how I work with my students to help them connect with, with the energy of the oils. I think this concept of vibrancy is always top of mind for me in all the work I do. I believe the energy that a plant brings through its essential oil gives us a chance to connect more deeply with that plant. It's also a chance for us to benefit from the vibrancy, depending on what we're trying to achieve from it, right? So whether you want to be uplifted or you want to feel more grounded or more connected, there's so many different ways the vibration of an oil can support you. And I just really love when she said that we should just enjoy the experience of smelling. Don't think about it too much. Smelling is an experience that doesn't always need to be analyzed. All right, with that said, I'd love to hear what you thought of the episode. Send me a voicemail. Let me know your thoughts. It's really easy to do. There's a link right in the show notes, which will take you to where you can leave me a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me on An Aromatic Life. If you're interested in learning more about your sense of smell from all different perspectives, subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends too. And it would be really helpful if you could rate the podcast so it helps others find it too. I also invite you to check out my website, falkaromatherapy.com, where you'll find information about workshops, courses, and other programs I offer. And make sure you grab my free audio training, How to Smell to Be Well, which you can download from my website. Until next time, remember to smell everything and have a wonderful day.